What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. This is week six, if I'm not mistaken, because we're going into the final week, and I'm reviewing week seven, and I'm always a week behind. So, yeah, welcome to episode six. What's going on, guys? Um, What turned out to be a pretty eventful week is what we're going to recap today. Um, I was very surprised. I wasn't even going to show up. Um, after my game in the morning, but ended up staying, even though Gary didn't want me to, he yelled at me, I'm not allowed to show up this week, but you know, I got a couple pictures, got to see a couple really, really good games, I'm happy I stayed, because the games that went on, and the events that perspired throughout the games were, uh, pretty interesting to say the least, so, kind of happy I was there to, uh, get a couple things to talk about on the podcast and everything, got a couple updates, uh, last week of the regular season is coming up this week, so we're going to go over a recap of last week. We're going to go over a look at the standings, see how the playoff um, brackets might play out, and then we're going to go over the last matchups, see how they might play into the uh, standings and everything for the final weeks, and see if there are any important matchups going on. So we're going to start with the gold division, like always. Um... We had the first game of the day, Moneymakers versus Gangrene. Gangrene playing one of the um, first higher, or higher parts of the gold division, I would say, right now. And uh, they end up losing 48-23. Um, I'm not going to say it's surprising, because Gangrene, while they were undefeated, they were a team that moved up and hasn't played much competition Really, I don't want to say much competition, but teams that aren't as good as them, they are a very good team that's well put together and everything, uh, beating up teams like Plan B and such. But again, those are teams that aren't in the gold division. Gold division is up in top for a reason. So, you know, them playing one of the higher ranking teams in the gold division, I think they finally got a reality check in what's to come for gold. So we'll see how they fend for themselves in the playoffs and everything. Hopefully getting a good seating for the... Um, for the playoffs to avoid any higher up uh, ranking matchups until later in the uh, playoffs. Moving on from there, we had Moneymakers play the second game of their day. They played against Past Our Prime, ended up coming out on top, 33-31. Uh, like I've been saying since Moneymakers have gotten here, they seem like a very competitive team. They seem like they might be able to compete with everybody. I don't know how they will put up against 2 Plus Club. We'll get to see that next week. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, Moneymakers are a team that came out of absolutely nowhere. have been playing doubleheaders and been absolutely crushing teams that they've been playing. So it's really interesting to see. Um, really cool to see the Moneymakers making a name for themselves in the gold division as of right now. So we'll see if they're able to uh, dethrone 2-plus club or if 2-plus club is going to kind of just take this division. But we'll see how that turns out. Um, we have passed our prime versus 2-plus club. Uh, that ended up 2-plus club winning 48-28. to 28. No surprise there. Like I said, 2-plus club, team to beat as of right now in gold. They uh, beat most of their teams, most of the teams they beat by at least two touchdowns. And, um, you know, they're the powerhouse of this division. So, uh, game after that and final game for the gold division was Mean Machine 2.0 versus the Terps. Terps ended up coming in on top, 48-30. Good to see the Terps get a victory under their belt after losing a couple close ones. Um, like I said, they're a very well put together team. They just seem to have a couple holes. They tend to beat themselves with uh, little penalties and everything. So it's um, good to see them get a win. Hopefully they can get one more win before the uh, season ends, put themselves in a good position for playoffs. 
And we're going to move on to the silver division, where we had a lot more games than we did for the gold division. I say a lot, but there, no, there's like, wow, there's three more games. Yeah. All right. Um, Our first game was Brooklyn Woo versus the War Sharks. War Sharks actually ended up coming out on top, 31-27. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, I heard that Brooklyn Woo didn't have their normal quarterback. He wasn't going to be available for the day. Um, I believe he quartered back for the Terps later in the day, but I don't think he was available for the early game. So they ended up having to run a different quarterback. That clearly didn't end up working out well for them. Their high-powered offense wasn't able to score as much as they normally do. Uh, Warshark's defense was able to hold tight, and their offense was able to kick up enough to um, win that game 31-27. Very impressive from them. Uh, game after that, we had Huffin and Puffin versus Dr. D. Good to see Dr. D get another win out on top of Huffin and Puffin. Nothing against Huffin and Puffin, but they really seem like a bottom-of-the-barrel team as of right now. They've had a couple very, very close games, but they just lose out towards the final quarter of the game, it seems, every single time. Um, Dr. D really making a statement for themselves. They ended up, I think, starting the season 0-2, 0-3. They're now 4-3. and I think they're higher up in the uh, in the standings for the division, so it's good to see them finally getting some wins. Speaking of Dr. D, the next game that was played was Dr. D versus the Abusement Park. That was a crossover game, but Dr. D ended up coming out on top 31-21. to um, I'm impressed with Dr. D again. Like I said, even though it was a crossover game, Abusement Park was very confident in their ability to beat this team. They thought they were going to come out and, you know, make a statement, show that they could beat teams, show that they deserved to beat in bronze, beating a silver team, but they ended up losing 31-21. Um, next game after that was Outlaws versus Balls Deep. I thought Outlaws was going to take this by at least a touchdown. Outlaws ended up tying the game 28-28. Um, Outlaws seemed to have a very, very, very rough time on, uh, Sunday. I don't know what's going on. I mean, their entire season seems to be a rough time. They only had, like, two or three wins. Seemed to be having a tough time closing out games and everything, but, uh, they tied the game there. All Madden was supposed to play Notre Dame's Le Notre Dame Legends, who apparently didn't show up. I believe that was a forfeit. Most of these 6-0 victories are forfeits, so I believe All Madden got the win just based on victory there, or just based on forfeit right there. Plan B then ended up playing Outlaws again. Um, they ended up winning 40-20. to Plan B versus Outlaws is always a blockbuster matchup, but it seemed like Plan B had their number. Quarterback apparently ran for like two or 300 yards. He was having a field day for himself absolute decimation it seemed like they were living rent free in the outlaws heads so hopefully the outlaws can get right for playoffs they used to be the regular season warriors let's see if they could turn into the playoff warriors i don't really know if not it seems like they might be a uh, a first round exit as of right now but the way frankie and his team work right now i really don't think that they're going to allow that to happen so i think you'll see a lot of practice out of them a lot of different game plans and stuff and uh we'll see hopefully a difference coming out within the next week before playoffs, and uh, we'll see them make a run for it when it comes to that time. After that, you had All Madden versus Plan B. Plan B had their second game of the day. Plan B ended up, again, showing off, ended up winning 47-25. It uh, seemed like Plan B so far. Their new offense, their new defense, they've been really, really working well together. They're really a team that works in unison they don't really argue much at all and when they are arguing it's more or less for the better of the team like when they yell at each other they come out more hyped and more uh, more hot for the next uh next drive and it's just you know how they work so uh plan b you know seems to be the top of the division 
Silver right now. They're the ones to beat. They're going to have an easy matchup against probably the last seed. I don't know who that is currently in their division, but we'll see how that ends up turning out. Hopefully, Plan B can make a run for the championship. Repeat again. Who knows? Um, it's either them or Brooklyn Wu, possibly War Sharks or a contender or Dr. D that could sneak in. But um, it seems like it's really a three- or four-man race as of right now with uh, two people really legging it out in front. So we'll see how that ends up going. Uh, that's done for the silver matchups. So we're going to move on to the bronze matchups where, oh boy, I got a lot to talk about here. So <clears throat> Spartans played Watkins, or they were supposed to. Watkins didn't end up showing up, which I don't know if I'm not going to say. All right. I don't know why they didn't show up. That's all I'm going to say for now. But the fact that they didn't show up, Spartans already being there said, well, we're not going to go home. We're supposed to have a doubleheader. Why don't we scrimmage this team who's here now? They scrimmaged a diet bronze or a plastic team, if I'm not mistaken. And in the scrimmage, one of the first plays of the game, Quarterback did something, snapped his ankle. He snapped both bones in his legs. I'm in his leg. I'm pretty sure he's done for the season. Spartans' season might be over with that loss of quarterback. I don't know how they're going to recover from that. They might have somebody come in, play a replacement quarterback. But as of right now, due to injury, they're in a really, really tough spot. But they ended up getting the win over Watkins, so that's one positive note from the very, very bad day that they had. Um, after that, we had Dior versus Me Machine 1.0. Uh, Dior ended up winning 44-22. That doesn't surprise me. Dior seems to be a very high-powered offense in this um, division. Mean Machine seems to be struggling a little bit this season. They ended up getting moved down from silver. They're now stuck in bronze, so we'll see how they end up doing in playoffs. But as of right now, they're not looking to be in a good spot. Uh, we talked about the Dr. D versus Abusement Park matchup. After that, Abusement Park had their second game of the day. They ended up playing the Chargers, and... After getting beat, I expected them to be winded, defeated, not put up a really big fight against the Chargers, but um, they had a little bit, of, little bit of a delay in the game because we had the second ambulance visit because one of the players for the Chargers ended up dislocating his shoulder, and we had to wait for the ambulance to show up, end up getting that fixed. Game ended up finishing 34-28 and to 28 in Abusement Park's favor, so... Big win on their part. Chargers seem to be one of the higher-up teams in this division. So the fact that they were able to beat them is a very big statement. After that, we had LMA versus Monsters. LMA ended up losing the game 33-28. to Monsters ended up taking that one. Uh, Monsters are a great offense. LMA seems to have their sparks of greatness. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, they weren't able really to uh, finish out the game against the Monsters there. Uh, Monsters seem to be running away with this division as of right now. A lot of the teams got to catch up to them. Spartans being the one team I thought might catch up, but you know, with that uh, loss of quarterback, it's going to be really rough for them coming up into the next uh, matchup. Uh, after that, you have Sea Park versus the Chargers. Sea Park ended up winning 28-7. Um, that's very impressive, to be honest. Even though the Chargers ended up losing a player. I think that um, the Chargers are a very good team in the bronze division, and the fact that Sea Park was able to make a statement 28-7 against them really shows that they're trying to fight, especially when it comes to uh, playoffs. And then the next matchup, we had LMA versus Sea Park, and as I say, they're trying to make a fight for playoffs. Sea Park ends up losing to LMA 38-26. to 
So it's really interesting to see how LMA loses to teams that you don't expect them to lose to and then wins against teams you don't expect them to win against. But LMA ended up making one of those statement games, ended up beating out Sea Park 38-36. Um, really impressive victory for LMA. Good to see them getting another win under their belt. That's going to be good for uh, if they get another win, they might be able to place a little bit higher than last place in their division. So that's good to hear. Uh, moving on to Diet Bronze, we have the Renegades versus the Stormcloaks. Renegades ended up winning 26-20. If I'm not mistaken, one of the Renegades players told me they ended up winning on a last-second touchdown again just like they ended up beating the Phantoms. So that's kind of nutty to hear that they ended up getting two last-second victories two weeks in a row. They're staying the top of the leaderboards right now, it seems like. Um, Stormcloaks are a very good team, but it seems like they seem to be struggling right now. Uh, Stormcloaks played a doubleheader against the Pylon Pythons, ended up keeping it close but losing 26-25. to Pylon Pythons took that. Pylon Pythons started out really weak in the beginning of the season and then ended up finding their home inside of um diet bronze seems like they're really doing well since they've gotten here so uh we'll see how they do in playoffs really haven't seen them in a playoff form as of yet a lot of these teams are new so it's going to be good to see how they uh, perform with the uh one week and done schedule see if they uh play any differently than they normally do after that we had the phantoms versus the militia this was also an interesting game phantoms ended up winning 34 to 26 Apparently, one of the guys on the militia ended up getting mouthy and a little physical with a player in the Phantoms, and then they ended up almost fighting. There was a whole bunch of arguing. <clears throat> I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't personally see it. All I know is that there was a fight, or what was almost a fight, but interesting to see that. Uh, Phantoms, they normally stand their ground when shit's being spoken to them. But uh, for a team to really start a fight with them, you really need to get really physical with them because uh, they'll talk a lot of shit, but they really don't start shit. So uh must have been something really going on. Someone must have got shoved or something to cause that. Um, after that, you had the Great Apes versus the Phantoms. Great Apes ended up winning 38-34. to uh, Phantoms were really looking to get some redemption there. Uh, beat the Great Apes after losing to them when they didn't have their quarterback and a couple of guys. Unfortunately, they ended up losing 38-34. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Johnny had three picks in that game. Johnny D'Angelo, Johnny Bones, Jones. Uh, the kid was all over the fucking place. He um, really played his heart out. The offense for the Phantoms scored a total of 68 points in two games. Uh, last Sunday, which is really, really good to see, seeing as their offense, I don't think has scored 68 points. I'm not going to say all year, but, you know, they've had a rough time scoring. So to see them score as many points as they did, it's a good statement to show that their offense is kicking. They just need to um, prevent a couple of the mishaps that are happening on defense. Their defense is well put together. Like I said, Johnny had three picks. They're not really letting up many big plays. It seems to be just little itty-bitty pick-aparts that are really beating them up. Uh, after that game, you had the Tribe versus Team Highlight. The Tribe ended up winning 33-32. to I didn't expect that. The Tribe's a very good team. <clears throat> team Highlight, not having a great year for themselves. But um, the Tribe really made a statement there. Um, ended up winning that game, uh, like I said, 33-32. I really think they're uh, kind of running their division as of right now. We'll talk about them later when we get down there. 
Uh, Great Babes played the Preachers, thir- ended up winning 34-15. to f- 15. No surprise there. Um, seems like there was a little arguing going on in that game, but no surprise coming from the Preachers. Uh, they like to talk their talk, and, you know, when they talk their talk, it turns into yelling. So, um, yeah, it was interesting to... Um, see the great babes win by such a large margin i thought the preachers might keep it a little closer but clearly the great babes being a team in the higher division had a little bit of an edge right there then team highlight ended up playing team unguarded team highlight ended up winning 26 13 that was my favorite game of the day to watch i know i shouldn't have been there to watch the games but watching that game was so great to watch unguarded lost 23 got picked off like three times and then when he was chasing after one of the kids, he pretended to pull his hamstring, which I just couldn't not laugh about. And I got it all on photo, which was even funnier. So <clears throat> that was absolutely hysterical. Uh, 86 apparently became my friend. I'm still going to talk mad shit to him. I don't care. But he started being nicer of a human being, I think, because he realized I'm not a complete dickhead. I just talk shit because I have a podcast and what the fuck fun is a podcast if I'm not talking shit to some of the kids in the league. So um, I think he's kind of mellowing over him being a complete dickhead and the fact that he knows I'll fucking kill him. Um, I think Gianni let him know that. But uh, yeah, Gianni had a hell of a game too. Um, In the game against Team Highlight, Gianni absolutely had a game for himself. He was uh, really performing well in that game, but you know, you can only do so much when your quarterback throws as many picks as he did. Yikes! Um, yeah, and then they had a game after that, but we'll talk about that when we get down to the lower division, but yeah, it was good to see Team Highlight be happy, talking shit, having a good time and winning and everything, they've had a really rough time, they've been arguing with each other, talking about who's better, but, you know, listening to these two teams talk shit to each other, Gary almost had to throw a couple people out, it was so bad, but it was so funny, so funny, absolutely freaking hysterical, honestly, and one of the kids on Team Highlight, I swear to God, everybody on Team Unguarded, I was talking to the one kid, and I go, who does this kid remind me of? And he looks at me, and he goes, DC Young Fly. Bro, I swear to God, it, it's his younger brother or something. It's the funniest fucking thing on it. His, manu- his mannerisms, the way he looks, like everything about him was DC Young Fly, and it was so funny. And he was hysterical, and the, the amount of shit he talked was just, oh my God, it was, oh, bro, it was great. So... Anyway, moving on from that game, we're going to move on to the Plastic Division or the Co-Ed Division. Uh, first game of the day, you had Motley Crew versus Show Us Your TDs. Hey, guys, that's me. I'm on that team. Um, we played them. We ended up winning 48-24. Motley Crew, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. I uh, love the kids. They're really fun to talk to. They have a new quarterback every drive, though. I, I don't know why they switch quarterbacks so often. It, they're like, oh, well, if it's not working, let's switch quarterback. But no, you just got to rock with the one kid you have so you guys develop patterns and then just kind of start working from there. Because if your quarterback can kind of know where you're going before he knows where you're going, that's good. So, um, but yeah, show us your TDs ended up winning 48-24. Really great game from all of us. Chris was having a field day with the deep balls. At one point in time, the Motley Crew kids looked at our quarterback and said, throw the deep ball. He threw like a 50-yard bomb over, the, over both the safeties. It was great. Chris ended up catching it, running for a touchdown. He goes, oh, all right, so he can't throw it deep. So that was funny to watch. Um, then Global Gym Purple Cobras 
played Bucket Hats and Toe Taps, which is just a dummy team that Gary made up. I don't really know who they played, but apparently they played somebody that they shouldn't have played. Uh, they ended up getting the victory there. Somebody ended up forfeiting or something. I don't know who they were supposed to play. So they ended up getting a win there. So that was big. Um, Globo Gym Purple Cobras ended up playing the Motley Crew. Motley Crew ended up losing 34-14. to 14. Um, Like I said, Motley Crew had a rough time. Uh, very, very rough time. So um, seeing them lose that badly to Globo Gym is uh, kind of bad because Globo Gym didn't seem that good playing against Unguarded. Like, they did not seem that good at all. So uh, we'll see how they end up both doing in playoffs. After that, you had Khaled versus the Tribe. Khaled ended up winning 48-27. I don't know what I'm missing from this team because show us your TDs. My team played them. We tied them. They were not that good. Like, I'm not saying they're not a good team. But they're not 48-27 to against the team that beat us good. Like, I just don't understand how we can tie Khaled and then Khaled goes and beats the Tribe 28 to 20, or 48-27. to I don't know. I still think we could beat the Tribe. I still think we only lost because of the penalty. But, again, I don't know. Uh, I, it, it, I don't know. That's weird. But Khaled ended up winning that game 48-27. So it's interesting to see how they're going to do come playoffs, seeing as they're basically undefeated minus the tie that they have versus us. Um, so that's good to see. Uh, the Tribe then played Team Highlight. Like we talked about, they ended up winning 33-32. Great game, but uh, can't expect much from Team Highlight when they're having such a rough season. We talked about Great Apes versus Preachers. Uh, Great Apes ended up winning 34-15. We talked about Team Highlight versus Unguarded, 26-13, Team Highlight. And then Unguarded played Donnie's Angels. They ended up winning 27-13. Um, after winning, like, 48 nothing last time and dancing all over Donnie's Angels, it was good to see Donnie's Angels uh, put up a fight there. Um, I let one deep ball over my head because I <laughs> number 10 and I went on a route. And I stepped on his foot and tripped because of it. And he managed to catch himself, so he got be he got behind me. And uh, he ended up catching a deep ball behind me. That was a rough time. But uh, outside of that, very close game. Um, the quarterback for Donnie's Angels was making a lot of really, really good throws, really showing that it's not an issue with their offense or defense. It just seems to be an issue with them clicking together or something. They're a really well-put-together team. They can perform really well. So, um, it was good to see Donnie's Angels put on a performance. I think they should have lost, like, 27 to 20, if not 27 to, like, 26 or something like that, because there were a couple of deep balls that, uh, Chelsea threw, and there were a couple of, um, short routes that we had that they got called back on some bullshit. I was called out of bounds on a beautiful ball. I ran, like, a center post, kind of, to the sideline, got hit, uh... Outside shoulder, brought it in. Only part of my body that hit the floor is my butt, and it was in bounds. But they called me out of bounds. I think it's a load of shit, but we're not going to argue about that because, you know, it happens. So, um, yeah, that was the last game that happened last week. That was the recap for last week. We're going to move on to the standings. We're going to try and see what the playoff pictures might look like. Um, going into the North Division or the Gold Division, you have 2-plus club at 7-0. and Gang Green at six and one, 
those two being first and second is all going to depend on the last or final week's matchup. If Gangrene ends up winning and Two Plus Clubs ends up losing somehow uh, to Moneymakers, it all depends on the points against at that point in time. Currently, there are four more points against at 151 for a Two Plus Club, and Gangrene has 147. So if Gangrene can win with less points against and Two Plus Club loses with more points against, then Gangrene will end up clinching the first seed, which I think is bullshit seeing as they've played like three gold teams, if that. They've played a lot of out-of-conference games. I think the out-of-conference games should be weighted less. Like you should have um, an out-of-conference game is one point, an in-conference game is two points. And if you manage to beat a team that's in a conference above you, that should be three points. That should be weighted more. But again, that's just my recommendation. I think Gary wants to change a little bit. He also wanted to have the divisions locked earlier. But, you know, a lot of the teams had some issues where they said people were going to be there and then other people weren't going to be there. And then quarterbacks were getting surgery and then other teams had quarterbacks that I, I don't freaking know what the hell was going on. Certain teams begged to go up the bronze so they didn't have to play the Phantoms. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Abusement Park. But, uh, yeah, that was very interesting to see how um, Gangrene can possibly clinch the first seed only having like three victories in gold but uh like i said they're not a bad team i just don't think they're top of gold division team um underneath them you have pass and tds five and two money makers at four and oh if money makers can get just one win i think hypothetically speaking they should go ahead of pass and tds even though they have more games played i don't know how gary's gonna make that work either um terps are at three and four Body bags two and four, past our prime two and five, mean machine one and six. It's gonna be a mix up of who know what's it's going on down there. I don't know really what's gonna pan out. Certain teams could win and end up moving above other teams because it's points against after points. Even though I think it should be wins then losses then I don't think points should be our system unless we're doing a weighted point system. Because if somebody has four wins and three losses, or in this case, five wins and two losses, and somebody is five and one per se, I think the five and one team should be the higher seed because they only have one loss. Uh, granted, they have one less game played, but if that's what's going to happen, I think that should be the case. Uh, I don't know. I mean, granted, with more games played, you should have more points against, so that shouldn't be an issue which in Moneymaker's case it isn't. So, I mean, we'll see how that pans out. Um, moving on to the Silver Division, I believe we have Plan B at the top at 6-1, and one, then Brooklyn Wu at 6-1 and one also. Uh, Plan B has 129 points against, and Brooklyn Wu is 149. So unless Plan B loses next week, or Plan B ends up getting a lot of points scored against them, I do not see Brooklyn Wu taking the first seed out of Plan B's hands right now. Uh, they'll probably end up playing the comebacks um, or huffing and puffing, depending on how that plays out. <clears throat> um, where is it? After that, you have Dr. D at 4-3, and three, All Madden, and War Sharks at 4-3. and three. So they all have huge matchups coming up this week. They all could move above each other, move below each other, get better matchups, get worse matchups. All depends on what's going on. 
Um, we'll see what kind of matchups they have going into next week when we go back to the uh, next week's look through. And after the four and three teams, we have one three three and one team. That's balls deep. Then you have Notre Dame Legends at three three and zero, Outlaws at two four and one. Huffin' and Puffin at 2-5-0, and zero, and then Comebacks at 1-3-0. and zero. Um, Outlaws need a win this week. If they get a win, they could possibly squeeze into a lot better of a spot and play a lower-ranking team opposed to moving up or staying where they are or moving down and possibly having to play Brooklyn Wu or Plan B, which uh, would not bode well in their favor, in my opinion. But like I said... They're a team that's been around a decent amount of time, but Plan B has been around even longer than that, if I'm not mistaken. And it uh, seems like they team they tend to edge out over the Outlaws as of right now. So um, the Silver seems to be pretty much locked after, I mean, clearly after next week. But um, the matchups for next week will really decide how this uh, division locks up and how the playoff matchups are going to go out. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Moving on to bronze, you have the Monsters at 5-2. You have Dior at 5-2. The Spartans were supposed to play a doubleheader. So they're at 4-2. They'll be playing a doubleheader next week. So uh, those two games are really big for them to figure out for uh, seeding. Uh, Monsters and Dior are basically fighting for the first and second spot. So we'll see who they play next week to uh, find out, you know, where they end up in the seeding, and it's really close because it's 169 and 170 points against. So it all comes down to if they both win, who lets up less points. Um, after that, you have Abusement Park at 4-3-0. and zero. I'm surprised they're as high in the standings as they are. I won't lie. I expected Abusement Park to be maybe like 2-5, and five, but after they got their new quarterback, they really started working well together. They have Vic coming back next week, possibly, if not two playoffs. So that'll be huge for them. Um, if they get a win, they could possibly edge out above the Spartans. We'll see how that matchup turns out next uh, next week. Sea Park, we have at 3-4 and four, along with the Chargers. Both great teams who could edge out a victory next week and end up moving up in the standings. All, again, depends on the points against. It seems like Spartans will be the team basically fighting for a third, possibly second or first spot because they have 128 points against. The rest of the teams have 200-plus. So they're safe as of right now unless they end up losing both of their games and some of these teams end up winning um, their games. If Sp I, th I think it's basically if Abusement Park wins, Spartans lose both their games, Abusement Park goes ahead of Spartans. If Spartans wins one of their games and Abusement Park wins, then... The Spartans are still in third place. so Or even second, depending on the outcome from the Monsters and Dior game. So that'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, after that, you have Watkins at 2-4. and four. If you guys showed up, you could be in a better spot for playoffs, but it's not looking very good. LMA, you got a 2-5. and five, And Mean Machine 1.0, you have a 2-5 and five also. Um, you're going to need big victories to try and move up the standings and not end up playing one of the first or second seeded teams. But as of right now, it's looking where you guys are at uh, in the West or the Diet Bronze Division. You have Renegades at 5-2, and two, Pylon Pythons at 5-2. and two. Like I said, Pylon Pythons had a really rough start to the season. They're now 5-2 and two atop of the division with Renegades, who have 40 less points against than them. So, um, barring a Renegades loss, I think they clinch the first seed. 
you have Militia at 4-3 and three, along with the Grape Apes. Um, Grape Apes can make a run for a better seeding, but I think 2nd and 3rd are out of the question unless Pylon Pythons or Militia gets beat down pretty badly. Uh, after that, you have Stormcloaks at 2-5-1, and one, Phantoms at 2-4-1, and one, and then Team Highlight at 1-6-0. and oh. It seems like Team Highlight... Yeah, no matter what happens, Team Highlight has clinched the last seed, so they'll be playing whoever the first seed is. Um, Phantoms and Stormcloaks will duke it out for the spot underneath them. There's no chance of them moving up a spot, so it's either 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And how many teams? No, there's only seven teams in this division. So I don't know how that's going to work. I guess the first seed will get a, a buy or something, I guess. So Renegades might get a buy. Team Highlight might end up playing Pylon Pythons. I I don't fucking know. We'll figure out how, how that plays out um, come next week, all depending on how Gary lets us know uh, how the playoffs are going to play. So, uh, yeah, we're going to look at the last division, co-ed division of the Plastic Division. You have uh, Team Khaled, 5-0-1. Unless they lose and the Tribe win, they have the first division clenched up, no question about it. Uh, Tribes seem to have the second spot locked up, even if the team underneath them in Show Us Your TDs gets a win next week. They would need two wins to eclipse them in points. So it seems like Show Us Your TDs will be fighting with Global Gym and Preachers for the uh, third and fourth and fifth spots. Um, I think Show Us Your TDs plays Preachers next week, so that's going to be big for seeding. I don't know who Global Gym plays next week, so we'll see how that ends up playing out. Unguarded also at 3-5. and five. Even though they're 3-5, and five, Oh, no, they, wait, they won't be able to get another win next week because Gary doesn't have them scheduled for next week. So they're locked in where they are. Um, Motley Crew can move above them, technically. <laughs> Never mind. They can't because of the amount of points against them. So, um, yeah, it seems like Unguarded is locked in 6th, Motley Crew locked in 7th, and then Donnie's Angels locked in 8th as of right now. And then the rest of the teams will be fighting it out for the 1st and 5th spots. Uh, and yeah, so we're going to move on to next week's matchups and see what kind of matchups we have moving into playoffs and how they might affect the playoff matchups. Um, you have Body Bags versus Gang Green for the first matchup, uh, this upcoming week. Gang Green needs a win. They need to win. If they don't win, there's no shot of them getting a first spot, a first place spot. Two Plus Club was a very difficult opponent in Moneymakers at 11. So um, that's going to be a very decisive game. If Moneymakers can end up winning, they might end up screwing 2-plus club out of a first-place spot. But I doubt that will happen unless Gangrene decimates them or Moneymakers decimates 2-plus club. I really don't don't see that happening, though. So I just <clears throat> I think 2-plus club, even if they get the loss, it'll be by a small margin. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. Their defense is very good. If anybody scores a lot, it'll be two plus clubs. So we'll see how that turns out. Body Bags also plays Pass and TDs. Um, mean Machine 2.0 plays Past Our Prime. And then Moneymakers plays Terps. So not many impactful matchups. I think Terps are the only ones that really need a win for better placement in these standings. Uh, moving on to Silver, you have All Madden versus War Sharks. That's a huge game. 
comebacks versus Huffin and Puffin, comebacks versus Outlaws, which uh, also is a huge game because comebacks currently in last place. They're going to need two victories to move up in the standings at all. If Outlaws ends up losing and comebacks hits both their games, there's a chance for comebacks to move up above Outlaws, and Outlaws might end up having to play Plan B in the first week of the playoffs. Uh, Plan B plays Brooklyn Wu. That's huge for seeding. If Plan B wins, Brooklyn Wu ends up um, in second place no matter what. If Plan B loses, Brooklyn Wu ends up getting first place. So um, that's huge for the matchups because um, the difference between the last place team and the second to last place team is pretty major in my opinion. Um, unless the Outlaws somehow fall to uh, last place with the comebacks getting two, vi two victories. And in that case, then I'd be scared to play the comebacks. But um, I don't know. We'll see how that game plays. Notre Dame Legends versus Watkins. I don't even know if either of these teams will show up. I don't know what kind of weight this has on their matchup, but don't expect this game to happen because neither of the teams showed up last week. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Balls Deep versus Dr. D. Dr. D, if you guys can end up pulling a win out, it'll be very, very huge for you guys staying atop of the division, like th third or fourth, even second place possibly. No, no, not ha No, wait, you can get second place. If Brooklyn Will loses and you guys win, then you guys will be at... Is it four and three or four? Hold on, let me check the standings again. That's major. Oh, no, you guys are four and three, not five and three. Sorry. Yeah, so that's not going to be a big matchup or anything, but uh, Dr. D could really use the victory to stay in third place and uh, stay right underneath the first and second seats right there. Moving into bronze, you have Spartans versus Mean Machine. I think Gary gave this to them as a little bit of a gimme game because, uh, you know, their quarterback's broken right now. Successful surgery, though. He's okay, so that's a good thing. That's the positive sign. Everybody, you know, thumbs up. Guy's feeling good. Yeah. You know, he's done for this season and possibly done with football for the rest of his life because apparently I heard he just rage quit football after that. So, um, yeah, you know, it'll be good to see the Spartans play a team that uh, I would say isn't in the best shape and form in this season. So that'll be good. Uh, then they play the Chargers, who uh, they just lost really badly to Sea Park. But Sea Park also beat the Spartans. So this will be kind of an equalizer game to see who's better, the Chargers or the Spartans. Um, and, you know, CFC Park is just kind of the superior team there, even though they're at three and four under the standings of Spartans, which this whole division confuses me. Don't, don't even get me started. Uh, moving on, you have <clears throat> Abusement Park versus Sea Park. That's going to be game for the ages. Dritton versus Angel, the entire crew from Cliffwood versus all the Madawan boys. It'll be a very, very, very good matchup. Um... It'll be really cool to watch. Uh, probably will get heated. Probably a lot of shit talking. So I'll love to see that game. Uh, moving on from there, you have Dior versus Monsters. Um, I don't have a clear-cut winner for that. And that has a very, very big impact on the standings. So um, I think whoever wins that game gets first place. And then you have LMA versus Watkins. Again, I can't confirm if that game's going to happen or not. Because who knows if Watkins even shows up. Um... On top of that, LMA really needs a victory just for the aspect of morale and possibly seeding. Uh, moving on from there, you have the Renegades versus the Pylon Pythons. That's going to be a huge game because I'm pretty sure that also decides first place. 
Then you have Team Phantoms versus Team Highlight. Um, Team Highlight has locked in the final seed. I said correct. Let me just go back real quick, double check. Yeah, they're locked in the final seed no matter what. So even if Phantoms end up losing this game, they won't end up losing or moving to last. But they could end up losing the higher seed to the Stormcloaks. So Phantoms really need a victory this week. It'll be good to see how that game turns out versus Team Highlight. I think there will be a lot of shit talking, and I can't wait. Um, you have the Tribe versus Stormcloaks. I think the Tribe come out on top here. I think they played each other already. I think the Stormcloaks ended up losing. Um, they're a good team, but they're just, I don't think, as good as the Tribe or uh, as the Phantom. Or Jesus Christ, I can't talk the Tribe right now. Um, Militia versus Grape Apes. I think. Great Apes can take this game, but they have an issue with grabbing flags from the kid who dips. So uh, if they can stop him, I think they'll end up winning. But we'll we'll see how that ends up going. And then moving on to the last matchups for the season, or for the regular season, should I say. You have Show Us Your TDs vs. Preachers, which basically decides who gets the higher ranking in the standings. I think it's the difference between 3rd and 5th, basically, at this point. Um, we talked about the Tribe versus Stormcloaks. That's a crossover game from a co-ed team versus a Diabronze team. I think he's trying to see, Gary's trying to gauge, like, if certain teams should move up next season, if certain, certain teams should move down. And then Khaled plays Globo Gym, and then Donnie's Angels. <clears throat> um, that just means Khaled can get more wins, I'm pretty sure. There's no shot of them losing their standing right to go down tribe gets a win they lose yeah no Khaled would have to lose both their games for the tribe to end up moving ahead of them so yeah that's uh really big for Khaled to have a double header towards the end of the season when uh you know one win from the tribe gonna move them up into first place so um that'll be interesting to see I think they are going to win over Donnie's Angels. No offense, guys, but um, Khaled's a very good team. Well put together. Very well sound. Um, they run like actual football players that pick apart his own defense, which is going to be rough on uh, Donnie's Angels. And then on top of that, I think they'll beat Globo Gym. I think the second Globo Gym gets scored on once or twice, that kid with the blonde hair or brown hair, whatever it is, will start yelling and screaming at his team again. That'll be funny as hell. So, um, yeah, that was the recap. That was the uh, standings look look at, and then we went over the up-and-coming matchups for next week. Uh, it's going to be a good season, guys. This was a great season so far. <clears throat> I'm hoping to finish out the season really strong. Hopefully, we'll have possibly a tournament before we start the actual season in the spring. Um, we, knew, we normally do a... Uh, Spring, summer, no, is it spring and summer? We might do a summer league. I think it's spring, summer, and fall. And then winter, wait. Do we have one for each season? I can't remember, man. I smoke too much. Nah, nah, never mind. But, um, anyways, yeah. Um, this is gonna be a really interesting week. A lot of very, very big matchups that, uh, have a lot of impact on the standing. It's going to be interesting to see how the playoffs turn out. It's going to be interesting to see how Gary does the seeding with some of these divisions that have an odd amount of players, or an odd amount of teams, should I say. Um, 
And I hope Unguarded gets knocked out first round, because fuck your quarterback. That's what I got to say about that. And uh, I'm upset. My uh, my secret lover, the referee, Kim, she didn't say anything back. I expected her to comment on the podcast or something. Be like, hey, you angry kid, get off my lawn. Um, but I don't know. She didn't say anything. I was kind of upset. I was expecting a back and forth. It'd be good for, you know, publicity. Because, you know, arguments are always fun to watch. But, hey, things happen. So, um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. I'm not going to be at the field, like I stated. I might try and, you know, hang on a little bit just to watch the Sea Park and Abusement Park game. But I'm not going to be taking pictures. I'm going to be staying away from everybody, you know, doing my own thing. Uh, trying not to get yelled at by Gary. So hopefully he'll let me come back for playoffs because I definitely want to document the playoffs. Hopefully I can get my GoPro working by then and I'll stick that thing right on my forehead. And uh, while I'm taking pictures, I'll also go around videotaping. So if anything big happens, hopefully we can capture that on video and picture and make it uh, like a highlight reel for the playoffs, like a playoff highlight reel or something. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Like I said, if I can get this GoPro working, but I don't know. I like busted the memory card inside, I think. And I got to get the second half of the memory card, which is stuck in inside. And, like, to get pliers that tiny to get in there. Like, I don't know if you guys know how small a memory card is, but it's very fucking small. But, uh, yeah, it's like a micro SD. It's not even a memory card. So it's very, very tiny. But I got to somehow get in there, get the rest of the uh, micro SD out, and then put a new memory card in and uh, start recording. So we'll see how that turns out. We'll see how the playoffs turn out. I can't wait until Gary puts the seating and everything out. It'll be really big. A lot of shit talking going on. I'm talking shit. I'm going to listen to all the teams talk shit. I, I don't care. Playoffs time is a fun time. Um, the championship means a lot to some of these teams. A lot of these teams come out to have fun. And there's a couple teams who come out here to really win. And you can tell those teams. And uh, I think they're really fighting for the championship this year. Because I know there's a lot of teams that are... Uh, very competitive, it seems like, that uh, came... Not all the Staten Island guys, I'm not blaming you guys, but, like, a lot of the Staten Island teams made the league a little bit more competitive, like, opposed to uh, just a little bit of half-assed football. It became a lot more, like, you know, fast-paced, a lot of people more athletic and everything coming in the league, opposed to, like, you know, Plan B, Spartans, and older men, which it kind of used to be. Even though the older men used to beat the shit out of the Spartans and Plan B when we first started playing... You know, it happens. Like, like I said, experience is more, uh, means more in this league than athleticism. So, um, we'll see how all these teams end up doing. We'll see how they keep composed in playoffs. Cause like I said, there are a lot of teams that do well in playoffs, like plan B and get a single, I, I lied. They got like one or two wins maybe last season and then ended up making it all the way to the play or making it all the way to the championship. When it came to playoffs, they're just a team that really adjusts well when it comes to playoffs, and they play very, very, very intently. Um, and then you have teams like Outlaws who play very well during the regular season normally, and uh, lose like first round in the playoffs. But uh, them doing bad in the regular season might be a reverse jinx on themselves to maybe do better in the playoffs now. So. Uh, yeah, I think the, the lower-ranked teams are a little bit more hungry, especially to beat the higher-ranked teams. So we'll see how that ends up going. Uh, but I'll talk to you guys next week. Um, I'll put the next podcast out next Thursday. Hopefully, I can get a couple interviews, like I keep saying. 
and some video footage to do a couple other little tidbits for the uh, podcast. I've been really swamped with work, guys. I really apologize on slacking on the interviews and everything. I get, like, individual text messages like, hey, are you going to still do those interviews? And, like, I want to, but, like, getting everybody together at the same time is very rough. And then being able to get all those audio clips and splicing them together where it makes sense and it's not just, you know, five or six people literally just spliced interviewed together. Um, So I'm trying to figure out how to really work that. We'll uh, hopefully build on this podcast. We're going to continue it into next season. I'll hopefully keep things going for the off season. You'll see maybe like one or two little podcasts go out while the off season's going on, talking about little off season acquisitions, see if any teams make any moves or anything, see if any teams pick up any players. Certain teams tend to, you know, break apart and like half the team forms into another half of a team. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure half of Outlaws stopped playing for the Outlaws, and now they're the Renegades. And um, half of the Monsters used to be playing for the Preacher. I don't fucking know. But there is so much team melding and off-season shenanigans that goes on. So I won't be missing after playoffs and everything, but I'll cover playoffs. I'm going to cover next season. Hopefully do some off-season stuff. So that's just a... uh, little peek into the window of what's to come but i'll talk to you guys next week thank you guys for watching bucket hats and toe taps check out the facebook at mammoth men's flag football league uh check out the instagram same thing mammoth men's flag football league check out my instagram j-a-y-r-a-y-e-j-r um i'm pretty sure i still have that stupid picture of me with the man bun so don't mind it um my Twitter is J-A-Y-R-A-Y-E-J-R also. You could check out the podcast Twitter. That is Bucket Hat and or Bucket Hat Toe Tap. No and or anything, just Bucket Hat Toe Tap. Nothing's plural. Had to be singular for me to get the name. So I did. But uh follow me there. You know, I'll put out a couple different things. I always post the podcast there. Gary posts them to Facebook. Um But yeah, and if you guys have any questions, reach out to me. You know where to find me. I'll talk to you guys later, and enjoy your holidays. I believe by the next time I speak to you guys, I'll be recording on Christmas Eve. So have a Merry Christmas. If I don't put this out before Christmas, have a Happy New Year. If we don't see each other before then, because I'm pretty sure Gary's taking a little bit of a break when it comes to, I think we're playing the 27th. And then, wait, does, does he have us playing the 3rd? I don't think it's the third. Maybe it's the third. So we might not have just no time off. So I might not have no time. I'll probably hear from you guys. So, you know, but Merry Merry Christmas. Happy holidays if you guys don't listen to the next podcast. But, you know, that should be not happening. You guys should always listen to the podcast because you guys love me. But, yeah, talk to you guys later. Enjoy the rest of your week and have a happy holidays.